Hey, hey, friends, I'm Thea Charles, and you are listening to the Push or Pivot podcast. In this series, we discuss the path someone chooses when they are at a crossroads of their life. Do they push through the adversity, or do they stop, reassess, and pivot? Our guest is Mala Kennedy. Mala coaches women to find their voice so they can truly love their life. She is a life coach, writer, mama, spiritual soul seeker, and the host of the Elevate Your Life podcast. Welcome, Mala, to the Pusher Pivot. I am really excited to talk with you today. So welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here as well and connect with you. Yeah, um, I think this is going to be a really great episode. Um, Before we dive in, can you tell everyone a little bit about yourself? Sure. So I... um, I'm a mama. I have two gorgeous little kiddos, a little baby who's nine months and a four-year-old boy and a baby girl. So they keep me busy. And then I'm also a life coach um, and I help women shift from self-doubt to self-love so that they can feel confident. Um, And I'm trained in ontological coaching, which is um, the study of your language, emotions and body and their interrelationship so that you can have a new way of being. So it's stepping into that, the, the person that you want to be kind of thing and integrating those three things. It's, it's so beautiful. It's a really gentle modality. Um, and then, yeah, I'm also in the process of completing my EFT tapping practitioner training. I've done level one. So I'm loving that as well, which is really exciting. Yeah, I've recently learned about tapping and that's just, that's really cool. Really cool. And I know like throughout your life, you've had multiple crossroads and share with us a bit about your self-love journey. Yeah, well, I mean, I think it really started um, early on from when I was a baby because I was adopted from Sri Lanka by an Australian couple and they were they were Caucasian mm-hmm. um so I always grew up feeling like I didn't belong and caught between these two worlds of being in a like predominantly white society and having white parents but not not fitting in I, I didn't I wasn't seen like that I was seen as different and and it was never anything anyone said. I just felt that. Um, and then I didn't know my heritage at all. So um, I actually went back to Sri Lanka when I was in my early 20s. Mm-hmm. And I didn't belong there either. My birth family treated me like a stranger. Um, I actually got um, chased by the street and verbally abused by a Sri Lankan man because I stood out so much. And the, the army like ran in and mm-hmm. wanted me to press charges. Like, what's going on? I'm just a tourist here it was it was so so weird so I was always like in neither world um really and um and then you know I kind of numbed my pain with partying and that kind of thing for a lot of years I just just to try and feel like I fit in I I remember just always wanting to be really cool Mm -hmm. um and so yeah that's that's how I kind of numbed and didn't feel like my difference um And then when I was, um, I guess, in in my mid-20s, I saw this white patch on my skin and I I didn't really know what it was. Um, I thought it was was really obvious, but it was about a fox size and kind of a penny or something. Mm -hmm. And um, 
I went to the doctor and I found out I had vitiligo and they said that um, it's not caused by anything and there's no cure and it's unpredictable. And I was like, that's great. And I just had this massive year because, because like if I backtrack a bit, growing up I always wanted to be white because I wanted to fit in. So I had this like focus on it really intently mm. um, and just didn't accept my like brownness. And then um, it started happening and I realised I really didn't want it. Mm. Um, and I had this fear rise up around that, you know, terrified of the unpredictability of it and then so I realized I got really depressed and I had I actually had my son and I got postnatal depression or postpartum depression um and so I I started diving into like I'd been in spirituality um and coaching a bit and stuff for a while but I kind of let it slide and let it fall by the wayside, waysides, we started developing a new self-care practice and um, going back into it. And I realised I had to do something. I had to face off for it or I wouldn't be here anymore because I was really depressed. Um, and so then I just started doing the work and it was a slow and painful pro- process because I started to have to feel everything. And I'd been numbing it so much with alcohol that, um, and other things and I just, you know, mm-hmm not being present to myself that um it was it was it was a slow process but I started to finally start to accept my skin and start to um love who I was I guess but it it was slow I didn't go straight to self-love by any means there was a lot in between I think that's an important point for everyone to know that these things don't happen overnight you know yeah and and how, like, the physical kind of brought back all those things that you were feeling on the inside from before. Yeah, yeah. It brought it all to the surface. I had to, I had to start loving my skin because if I didn't realise that it was okay, then um, all that shame and that resentment about myself and everything was just going to spiral me down, 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 even further, you know. Like I really, I honestly don't know that I would be here if I didn't have all these tools and these practices because um, I was so I was so uncomfortable in my own body and with who I was. It's really disconnected. I, I can imagine. What are some of the tools and practices that you used so the first thing I did was really, like, really small. Um, I, well, there was a couple of things, actually. But the first thing was I started just every night I would go to bed and I would talk to my skin and I would tell, my, like, my hands. I'd start with my hands and I'd be like, I am so grateful for your hands. Thank you for... Um, allowing me to eat food and pick up my baby and all this stuff. And I literally just give gratitude for my skin and my hands and all the reasons why for five minutes while I lay in bed. I probably started with one minute actually and built up and then I do it in the morning and when I, at night. And so it was a really um, gentle way of doing it and it didn't take much effort because I could do it lying down. So Mm. that worked for me because having to really to jump straight into mirror work or like looking at myself in the mirror like which I did do eventually I got to that point and I even do it um like naked and stuff 
mm-hmm. and just look at all my patches, everything on my skin. Um, but I didn't start there because that's really confronting, whereas yeah. this was really gentle. Um, so I eased into it and that was the first thing and it was powerful because it helped me get from hating myself to being okay to accepting myself to eventually like loving who I am Um, and then the other thing that I did that I feel is like my biggest act of self-love was I committed to sobriety Um, and I've, I've done it twice I did it once several years ago for like a year and then I slowly started like drinking here and there but I wasn't it wasn't like a problem in my life Mm. um and then I just decided I was at my best friend's wedding and I had a great night drinking like wine but it was nothing out of hand and Mm. I just the next day I kind of realized I didn't need to be drinking to have a great time and I just let it go um and it was like a huge act of self-love because then I was present all the time and Mm. um yeah it was really powerful for me yeah, those are both beautiful. And I, I love the thought of a simple, simply being like doing your gratitude journaling. And I think that that's something that anyone can take, no matter what the, what the issue is, you know, like you telling your, your body why you were thankful for it, or, you know, I, I just think of right now, you know, how we're like in the COVID-19 era and people are very, um, you know, people are, they're scared. <laughs> There's a lot of things to yeah. be afraid of. And sometimes to just stop and think about all the things that you're thankful for can be so, so uplifting. Yeah, it is. And it's so nurturing. And like, I would use touch as well. So I would, while I'd speak to my hands, I'd like stroke them or like pat them or something like to make, it was kind of made me feel safe. Um, and I think, yeah, like everything that's happening right now, giving gratitude for ourselves and loving ourselves, really diving deep into that can be really supportive because, um, you know, it helped me shift my nervous system to something more like useful and started. It really, really worked because I've really changed how I um how I, I look at myself and how I like respect myself and love myself. And, you know, of course there are times when I slip into that self-doubt and question things, but now I have the tools. Right. right. That's really awesome. And I also just want to acknowledge you one for sharing and two, like even when you told the story, you became stronger as you talked about your, what you did to, to make yourself love yourself like there's a change in your demeanor and I just want to just point that out so it was really beautiful. oh thank you thanks yeah I'm really passionate about it and I'm I guess I am really proud of my journey because it's been a long one and I I never imagined I would go from where I was to where I am now but um it was so rewarding it was so worth it um and I highly recommend like looking at the energy bleeds in your life things like for me it was alcohol and um and I also don't drink coffee now but um I let that go as well like look at those things that are taking away from or that you might be clinging to to numb or separate from something else because letting those them go can be so useful and I really believe when you want to and you make the decision to it it gets to be easy as well yeah that's awesome that kind of like the type of work that you do with the women that you work with? Yeah, definitely. Um, And I think 
Um, really going into your own boundaries and standards for how you live is really, really important because I had no boundaries at all. Um, and I had to set some clear ones with people in my family and friends and stuff and change the way I related to them because they'd seen me as this little girl. And so, so establishing that was really important. But I also really think, you know, language is really important. And, you know, you can talk about affirmations and that can kind of seem really kind of surface, but I, I will look at the declarations that you're making um, or the affirmations and and whether they're true, so we can make things, they're called assessments, but it's like your opinions or your judgments, looking at that stuff um, and seeing what's a fact and what's just your perception because we all have our perception based on our context and sometimes we can store that in our emotions or like we can come up through our emotions and we can store it in our body. So looking at that pattern to um, and shifting, making little tweaks in our language and, and playing with our emotions to see what, what is possible if we if we try to step into or got curious about a new emotion um, and where it sits in our body. I do a lot of work in that area as well. Yeah. Awesome, awesome. Mala, this has been such a great conversation. Really. Yeah, I'm really lovely. Um, if you could give someone a piece of advice, what would it be? Um, I really believe in tiny commitments. So I really think start small. Um, so everything I do, I approach in tiny ways. Um, with my, my skin, I started with like a minute or five minutes and then I decided to get back into meditating. And I hadn't done it for ages and I was really resistant to meditating because I find it is, um, you know, just sitting in silence can be daunting sometimes. And so I started... I. I'd done it before and I reintroduced myself to it with, I started with one minute and the next day I added 20 seconds. The next day I added 20 seconds. It was slow. Mm-hmm. And eventually I was doing it for half an hour or more and I did, I tricked my brain into to it and I got, I was comfortable with it. Um, and it really worked for me because I set myself up for success. And I think when you do it in that way, you build your trust with yourself because you can commit to the small things. And the more you um, trust yourself, the more you'll keep doing that. So, um, yeah, I really believe in doing things small. That's how I learned to run. Not that I've run for a long time. I have a new little a nine-month-old. So, But when I go back into doing that again and exercising again properly, I will do it in small ways because that's what works for me. I, I think lofty goals and setting yourself up to going from nothing to something huge, you set yourself up for failure so often and then you'll just give up. And, yeah, I like the opposite approach. I think that's really great advice. And I think that's, yeah, I think that's just a good way to approach things is to st- little things grow. Yeah. Yeah. Just a building upon that. So, Mala, how can people learn more about you? Um, so yeah, I guess I'm really active on Instagram a lot. Um at Marla Loves, that's M-A-L-A. Um, and then I have a Facebook group which I am in the process of really kind of revamping and I'm hanging out in there a lot, and that's kind of my other home. Um and that's it's uh, women rising together now. If you type that in under the groups, um, I'm in the process of changing the name. But um, if you go into my Instagram, it's easy to find there as well. 
Awesome. Awesome. This has been just a lovely conversation. And I just really want to thank you for sharing with us tonight. And yeah, just thank you so much. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. It's been such a joy to connect with you. Um, and I'm really grateful. What did you take away from Mala's story? What small steps can you take towards loving yourself more? I'm Thea Charles, and I hope you gained insight from this story and that you'll share this podcast with a friend. If you'd like to learn more about the Pusher Pivot podcast, visit us on the web at pusherpivot.com or on Instagram at pusherpivot. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe and join me next time on the Push or Pivot podcast.